Hello. Hello. So yeah, Hello? like yeah. chopping across, chopping across, the chopping across the mic, chopping across. We're taking a big bold risk by not having our sound mufflers. Yes. Because we've decided that we want to be able to see our faces. Yes. For because this is our well, we don't know how it's going to turn out. We might be horrified with by our parents and um, decide not to put this on YouTube. But or technical difficulties. You or never te- know. Or, or technical difficulties. You'll never know. You'll never know. <laughs> um, but we're we're going to go back to the YouTube format. Attempt to anyway. Attempt to. Um, because we are borrowing Alfie's camera and it did take about an hour and a half to set up. Mm. But it's it's nice to... It's it's so much more exposing. Yeah. Oh my God, my jeans are so tight. Literally, I haven't... I just washed them. And Aww. like they feel like they're cutting off my blood circulation. You can let it all out. Yeah. yeah. You, you can't see below the no, waist. No, I don't think so anyway. Great. We already had to start and stop this because uh, I was worried that my boob was out. Mm. And it just... I just don't want a stray nipple out no. there on the internet. We need to at least try and be dignified mm. in our first episode back in our in our big return to big YouTube. Big return. It was, it, was, it was high, only back because of high demand. Exactly. Why do you want to go back to doing YouTube podcasts? Because there's something about having the footage that makes it a little bit more real. Yeah. Because lately I've been putting podcasts out and when we've been putting our podcasts out, you can they can just disappear into the ether and you never speak of them again and i think there's something about the pressure of being seen talking it does mean that you've got to think a little bit more about what you're saying definitely and i like that i want to put a bit more care into that plus it's nice to sort of capture moments in time yeah and remember those conversations i like being able to watch them back it feels yeah. like intimate it's nice definitely and we've gone through such a huge upheaval in the last couple of years it's nice to you know, with another baby and moving and changes with how we do things and, you know, the way we, we work together. It's nice to kind of push ourselves to see how we cope now totally. in a different capacity. And if you think back to some of our early podcasts, you know, uh, say, for instance, at the studio when we had a studio and some of the fights we had mm. during them, I hopefully, I, well, I really hope that we're in a better position now. Definitely. Well, we're more mature. We're wiser. Mm. We've been through a lot more. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like it's nice that we're still in a position where we want to have conversations and document them and still have fun with it. Like when we did the sunset event Mm. last week, which I enjoyed so much. And everyone that came, it was just the most encouraging thing because it really felt like, oh, wow. Okay, that's why we're doing it, Mm. because people are so nice and receptive. And um, yeah, that just felt like... um, everyone noticed that we just got along so well that's what they came up to us and said afterwards they're like you just get along so well and I was like yeah we do yeah and that's actually a massive massive incentive in doing the YouTube ones again because when we stopped them even though I knew that the podcast gets you know a nice amount of listens and stuff it it was it's so nice to just sometimes feel appreciated yeah and in this industry it's so hard to be motivated and to have uh, a low rumbling level of confidence even because you never get enough feedback really unless you're like I don't know starring in some thing or whatever no you never get feedback but you just don't really get feedback but if you think about that on on a the the high actresses the high ones up there the you know Lily James (sighs) people Kira Knightley. Actually, where's Kira? Where is where is Kira? I feel like Kira's just having a nice life. I feel like she's somewhere in the French countryside. She lives in Angel. Yeah. <laughs> um, I only know that because I saw her once in Angel. And I saw Amelia Clark in Angel once. Oh wow! I saw Tiny. Question of Coleman well. in Angel. Angel's the place to be. It really is clearly. Um, have you? If so, if you saw Jenna Coleman say on mm-hmm. the street, even though you've worked with her, would you go up to her? That's a really tricky one. She looks at my Instagram story sometimes. So, so you should go. Up so to I her. feel like there's a friendly level of support there. You yeah. don't check on someone's Instagram stories, like unless you're like, like, hey, hey, how's it going? Yeah. Or unless you're in love with me. Those are my two interpretations. Um, so I would definitely, I'd be like, hey, girl. Yeah. She, hey. But she would remember you. So. She would remember. She's nice. She was very nice. She's person. so nice. So and nice. She was always so nice about you too. Well, it's because we had this weird holiday 
together. Well, not holiday together, but sh- we met up when I was in LA with my other friend who was out there, and she was friends with Jenna. So we all went for sushi, even though I don't eat sushi. I don't think I eat any sushi. Mm. I can't imagine you even being near a piece of sushi. No, no. I can't imagine you in one of those yo sushis with the conveyor belt. No, thank you. Do you remember when they were such a cool thing? It was a conveyor belt. It's food. Um, So we had a really nice chat in LA. And I remember thinking, she really works hard. And she's going to go places because she's down to earth. And she seems like no matter what, she's going to keep trying. Yeah. And honestly, two years later, she was the Doctor Who's assistant. And then Victoria. Is Victoria after Doctor Who? Yeah. Wow, she's had a good career, hasn't she? She really has. The Cry. Oh, The Cry was so good. I didn't watch The Cry. It made me, uh, the, the concept made me too freaked out to watch it. I can't watch anything about children being in danger. It's sickening, actually, to watch. It yeah. made me feel sick. I think I watched that when I was pregnant with 10. Bloody hell, Jesse. I, I go for more gory stuff when I'm pregnant. Anyway, um, uh, yesterday, the reason I'm asking is that reason I'm asking that is because yesterday I saw Russell Tovey who I worked with on one episode of The Job Lot years ago and he's doing well he, isn't he is he he's yeah. Doing, yeah he's doing well I don't know I, I don't know he's how the guy I'm, from him and her yeah I know he's done yeah, 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 yeah right no I just was saying is that the guy because otherwise yes. I was like oh maybe I have but he's also he's in Russell T Davies' shows a lot so I get the two of their names yes. confused yes well he always has a nice dog because mm-hmm. when we he used to have um, like a bulldog type dog yeah and now obviously a dog yeah and now he has a, the reason I noticed him is because he had this huge dog and the kids were like ah the dog and then Alfie was like oh that's Russell Tovey and it was really awkward because I know that he looked back at me and I was, my confidence is so low. I was like, don't look at me. Mm, mm. <laughs> because it's like, yeah, I don't want, I don't want to force that interaction to take place so I'm reminded how much of a piece of shit I am. Exactly. Because they're not, they don't remember me. Because what else do you say when, and that must be so isolating for really famous people. Because totally. suddenly people are too afraid. too afraid to go up to them because they're worried that they're going to feel shit about themselves when the famous people just want to talk. I wish I had the boldness of the kind of people that I've had those like strange interactions with where they burst up to you and they're like, hey, and they like expect you to remember them. Oh, yeah. The boldness of that. I would mm. never run up to someone and be like, it's me. Yeah. Because the embarrassment, if they, because when, when that's happened, the few times that's happened and I'm not known their name, I've thought, oh my God, they're going to feel so bad. They're going to feel so embarrassed. But they don't care. No, they don't care. They're taking a gamble every time they do that to someone. They probably didn't even know me. Exactly. Well, I thought about this last night in the five minutes I watched of Love Island. Yeah. Because when they get out of the car and they walk into the villa for the first time. So And walk into the villa like, yoo-hoo! Yeah. <laughs> because I bet they think about it in the car on their way over. They're like, okay, what's my, what, what, what am I going to say when I get in there? They yeah. always go for such a lame, hey girls, look who's here. Oh, my God. And then they, like, kind of all say, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. What did someone say on the last series when they came back in? And it was something really funny, but they didn't mean it to be funny. Like, guess who's back in town or something like that. Um, Anyway, I just thought about if I was walking into the Love Island villa, what would my... (laughs) What my walk would be. Yeah. And how I would introduce myself, because... First of all, they're all walking in heels. They're all walking in big old wedges. They're walking in ma- mainly a thong. Yeah. And so one of them thongs. wore a caftan. I like the caftan. I love the leopard print caftan. Mm, I thought that was a good choice. And I just, I would be hovelled over. I would be kind of like, knock, knock. Is anyone there? That's why they wouldn't choose you, <laughs> Jesse, to go on Love Island. <laughs> it'd be so nice to see someone walk into Love Island Villa and not be that self-assured. Yeah, I think that sometimes there's like a lack of variation in the show. I think that's obviously like a big concern. Like maybe that diversity isn't um, like kind of as much of a priority in the show, but also just like the way that they look, they're all skinny and yeah. they're all beautiful. Um, but even just their personalities sometimes blend into each other totally. a little bit. Like, totally, totally. They all just kind of have a bit of an influencer glaze over them. And it was a bit more interesting in the early seasons when they were all really different professions, really, really different vibes. All yeah. Of them. And also I felt that when they were introducing themselves um, in the VT things, yeah. you could tell that some of the stories were the stories that had got them in. Totally. And that the producers had told them, oh, say it again. Yeah. Say it again. And they're going to say that four more times. Oh, yeah, big time. In, within their time, and you know, that, that, that's all—that's their identity, almost that one story. Yeah, and then there was this one guy that came in who seemed like he had about three thoughts in his head, <laughs> and he said this thing in the VT. He was like, um, "Yeah, I just have big thoughts about how, like, 
you know, grapes turn into raisins. And it was like such a kind of goofy, dum-dum-dum moment where you're supposed to be like, ha oh my God, this guy's so dumb. But it completely crumbles that whole uh, perception of that when you realise that the producers would have forced him to say that. Mm. They probably were like, say something really dumb. Or, I don't know, it's just like, oh my God, it actually makes me feel unwell when I think about how that would have, um, like, went down. Totally. Him being filmed saying that because it's like so manipulative to yeah. make him come across like a dumbass, especially since he literally looks about 16. Yeah. I I just felt slightly nauseous watching it. And and then I thought back to last year because I can't believe it's a year ago. Stop. Um, last year was Faye, Chloe, Toby. Um, who's Toby? Toby? Toby and Chloe. Oh, you Toby know, and like, Chloe. They were the really fun, stupid And they're the only couple. two that are together. They're the still. only two that. Well, no, surely Faye's with Teddy. Is oh, they still Teddy? I, I don't know. So. Well, see, this is the thing. You get so invested, and then I make a point of never following them on Instagram. But the fact that they can just be erased from my memory, despite the fact that I watch them for hours in the summer, it just makes me feel slightly. It's well, slightly where scary. is that time gone? It's like in my childbirth life? that it's just like wiped from yeah. memory. So I, I'm not going to do it this year. I'm going to read in that time or watch something better. Yeah, but then I also don't think that you should feel guilty about enjoying something like that. I Love don't Island. enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, then that's a really good reason to not watch it, exactly. I think. I, I just, I'm, I'm watching it mainly because I want to keep up with everybody. Sure. And I, I find it now, maybe it's because I'm older, I find it too upsetting. Yeah. In so many ways. Like, I find the the notion that you can find one person to fall in love with on a, on, on a TV show and then be happily ever after, I find that just stupid. But that's not even what the notion of the show is. Like, that's the... That's the surface, like, notion. But that's obviously not what it's about. It's about I know, people. but they say that at the beginning. They all say, I want it's time for me to settle down. I'm almost 27. It's time <laughs> to settle down. I'm over the hill. Um, no, I mean, I think that what makes it interesting for me to watch is because it's, like, this ruthless... Sorry, I'll say that again. This ruthless portrayal of people who are ambitious enough to be like, I can make something for myself, but I'm also going to play this game yeah. of pretending that I'm going to fall in love. Yes. You know? I think that's more what it's about, and that's yeah. what I find interesting. I know. I'm just too impatient now yeah, to it's gonna wait take, for that to this, unroll. This season the is also eight weeks. It's eight weeks this time because they know that people are hooked. No, so. can't do it. And the adverts, just can't do it. If I could watch it without adverts, maybe I would. I know, but the thing is, like, two months ago, um, I was maybe going to audition for, like, this Zoopla advert. And oh, I was yes. thinking, imagine if... I didn't, obviously, get it or oh, even yeah. audition Was it on? It. Well, no, it, but I was thinking, would it be a really cool thing or a really lame thing if you were the advert that always played before Love Island? It's, would that be the most annoying thing ever or would that be the coolest thing ever? No, it, it's not the coolest thing ever, but it's definitely not a bad thing. Yeah. Because I used to think... The, if it was the like a really embarrassing advert. Yeah, well, you wouldn't do it if it's a really embarrassing advert. Yeah, that's advert. true. Yeah. No, I think that the industry has changed so much that adverts are fair game. Judy Dench is doing adverts. Totally. Everyone's doing adverts. Mm. Yeah, I'd love to do adverts. Mm. But I Me know. too. I've really opened my mind. I was like, please, Zoopla. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just... I My time with Love Island has... It's it, I've I've it's it's run its course. No yeah. more no more Love Island for me. It does feel it does feel like it's signalling the start of summer though. That's what it made me feel excited about. It was like, oh, I feel like this is going to be a fun period of time where like even if you've had a you know a shitty day or something like that, to always know that you can turn on Love Island at yeah. the end of the day it does make me feel like, very excited. Yeah, I know, but I wish I maybe I'm just such a pessimist. But even the sound of that, like oh, summer started. I was like, it's just summer. It's just a season. Mm-hmm. I don't get excited by summer. And also, it's summer now, and it's quite shit. Yeah, but the weather... I, I, when I was walking here this morning, the sun came out, and I felt it on my face, and I was like, mm. it's a beautiful day! No, I'm not, I'm not, in, a, not in a summery spirit. But if you had to have a dream summer holiday, what do you think it would be? Well, I've been thinking about this because I'm feeling really guilty that the kids haven't ever gone on a summer holiday, apart from to Edinburgh Festival to hang around, which actually they love, and they keep saying, please, can we go back to Edinburgh, and... Um, I say well, it's just it's a little bit expensive, and because I'm not doing show, you're not doing show. Like it's 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 just Alfie doing show. I might as well just let him be up totally. there. Um, I I would love to go to a place where there was a swimming pool, so that I didn't I could I could kind of teach them to swim. It has mm-hmm. to be a functional holiday as well as a fun holiday. That yeah. shows how boring I am. But I would love to go to a place where there was access to a beach and a swimming pool, and. A very simple thing. I, I don't want 
yeah, I just, I really, really want to go away with them this summer. I think that we should. We should all go somewhere together. But somebody told me that they went and stayed in a yurt with their kids and I wanted to vomit. Um, just the idea of staying in a yurt. What's a yurt? It's like a big tent. Just not like, I, sorry, vomit is too harsh a thing to say, but the bugs and no, I can't. I can't the possible animal. No, no, no. I just no, can't no, do that. No, no, no. Just can't do that. No creepy crawlies for me. No. None. There was a moth in my room last night. Oh my god. There was just an Couldn't ant in here. Couldn't go to sleep. No. So I'm not I'm not outdoorsy. Not outdoorsy. We're not outdoorsy people. If I had if I had all the money, it would be staying in a really amazing hotel for a holiday. Wouldn't that be great? Just staying in a hotel for five or six days. I love hotels. Hotels are my biggest expenditure. They're the best. I know. They're just I, there's just nothing better than a good hotel. And I honestly, I used to go and write in hotels. I used to go up to Liverpool and stay in the same hotel every time and write. And I, the amount of money I spent in that one year. Oh, I did get a lot done. But um, my friend who's a writer said that they don't believe in writing retreats. There wasn't a writing retreat. I was on my own in a room. Yeah, but that is kind of a writing retreat, isn't I it? I guess, yeah. You're like taking, I think it does work, taking yourself out of like, but that's what holidays are good for as well. Yeah. Because it's basically... It's not necessarily that the holiday is going to be perfect in every moment you're going to be having the best time ever. But it's, it's like, our mum always says that it means that when you come back, you really want to be home. Yeah, because definitely. it makes you appreciate home. No, I think writing retreats do help, but this might be because it was the only time I had away from the kids on my own. Yeah, so whenever, exactly. So for you, it makes total sense. Whenever I'm away from them, I work like so hard because I feel so guilty that I'm away from them. Yeah. So no matter what, I get it done. Mm-hmm. Because I would have spent the time away from them and it, and it would have been for nothing. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's why having I'm kids sorry, works Becca. for you so well. I'm sorry. Well, not, not at the moment. Not at the moment. <laughs> it works so well. Not like they're like a functional tool, but you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, I, may, I think that we really should take it seriously this summer. We should try and um, get you into the summer spirit. Yeah, that's not going to happen. But I, I wouldn't mind going to somewhere rainy in Scotland. Yeah, that would be nice. I think that would be nice. Yeah, that would be lovely, yeah. We going could do some walks. fishing. That you know walks where you have to hold a toddler the entire time, or um, we can't be doing any like huge hikes. No, but no, no, no. just somewhere scenic and rustic and yeah, away from it all would yeah. be really cool. Exactly because that's what organised families do. They plan it in advance, and I just I'm always afraid of paying a lot of money in advance because mm. then I'm always sure that it's gonna. So that's that's partly the problem too. I'm just not willing to to commit to something. And also that's the actress mentality as well of thinking, oh, but something might happen so I won't book it until last minute. Not that that's ever, ever made a difference no, whatsoever in no. my career. Um, or so, booking the magic trip where you, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh <laughs> so, sad. so sad. No, so sad. I know. So yeah, we will. We will. I think that we should. It's going to be really good for all of us. Yes. We can make sand castles in sand. Exactly. And other people feel also that they deserve a holiday and that's also something that I feel like we've never really done because we feel like we've got to earn the holiday but actually holidays if done well can make you so much better off when you come home yeah but also this idea of deserving is like so it's so twisted I know because people don't deserve or not deserve nice things it's like human life um is hard enough you should you should just like appreciate all of the things that you can do like because every day is like a, a blessing, isn't it? Yeah. It'd be good to remember that, wouldn't it? It would be. I saw a really good TikTok about, um, as I as I start all of my... Sentences. Um, spiritual anecdotes um, about, if, like, a, a good change in perspective to have is um, rather than thinking of yourself as, like, this chaotic person who's not good enough or whatever, think of yourself as a reflection of life and the universe itself, which can be incredibly beautiful, but can also be very chaotic and destructive. And you don't judge nature for being both beautiful and harsh. You just take it all as one. And that's how you should view yourself too, as a perfect representation of the universe itself. How long can a TikTok be? Maximum three minutes. That one was probably three minutes. That sounds like a three-minute TikTok. Oh, it was a great one. She was like a very beautiful girl. So she came on and I was like, I'm not going to. And then I was like, oh, you're actually onto something there, sweetheart. So she kind of like a therapist-y TikTok. She just came across my For You page and she was just like, hey, this is for you. This is for you, little bundle of wisdom. That's great. It's really lovely. That's what's so good for it. When you like have a set time each day where you're like, okay, cool, I'm just going to chill. I'm going to watch 10 minutes of TikToks. And some of them are really silly, but then... Something like that comes along. It makes you feel not mm. too guilty for using it. Because, like, that really did give me a spring in my step. That's nice. Yeah. 
I'm just, I'm, I'm overheating because of the Becca, so I'm just going to put him down. Okay. So you speak for a second. Jesse um, wants to talk about um, getting rid of clothes. Yes. Because um, there's not a lot of space in our lives for the number of clothes that we carry, and we tend to be people that, um, like, not hoard, but um, carry a lot of the past with us in terms of, like, the clothing. Like, I still have... I still... Half of the clothes that I regularly wear are, like, your clothes that you gave me as hand-me-downs from when I was a teenager and stuff I like know. that. And I find it so difficult to let go of I anything. I know, same. I just can't let go of them. I've worn this T-shirt. But that, that's what I'm... I've decided I'm... I'm there's a reason why I haven't thrown this t-shirt away. Yeah. And I need to I need to pay tribute to this t-shirt. So yeah. I'm going to continue to wear it and it will be one of my three t-shirts. Yeah. I don't need 50 t-shirts. No. So I'm going to go through them all and I'm going to choose which ones I really that really mean something to. The reason why this one means something to me is because there's a photo of me that I love. One of the few photos I like of me holding Margot when she was just born in the park and that's why I still like it, mm. and so I'm gonna I'm gonna go through them and just pick ones that 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 matter. That's a lovely vintage T-shirt as well. Good... Vintage T-shirts always. And like, it also better. reminds me of um, Ace Ventura: Pet Detective because Miami Dolphins. Oh my god! Of course, that's the best movie ever. Such, Such a good role a good... for Courtney Cox. I know. Such a good early role for Courtney Cox. I know. I really want to see her new Sharon Horgan show. She's in a new show with Sharon Horgan. No, it's Sharon Horgan's one of many, you know, her produced ones, mm-hmm. and it's. Um, about a scary ghost house with that great actor who was in Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind. The dad in Eternal... No, 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 Little Miss Sunshine. Greg something. Oh, the one that the plays dad. Motivational Speaker. No, the dad. Yeah, 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 the Motivational Speaker. Such an amazing role. It's such an amazing role. And we've just finished watching The Staircase. Yeah, which apparently you say is very good, you said on the last it's episode. It's just so good. And and Tony Collette. Tony Collette is just my favourite actress. She's my, she, t- she now has usurped Gwyneth Paltrow. As she should have, Jessie. <laughs> she should never have been your favourite actress. But um, Tony Collette is just amazing. She's so raw. She's incredible. She never stops working, Tony. She never stops but She never should. She, she never, never should. should. I hope she never sees her kids. I hope she's constantly <laughs> being put to work. She's so good in Muriel's Wedding. Muriel's Wedding is, my, I think, my favourite film, even though I've probably only seen it once through, not even once in my life. Oh, my God, I need to rewatch it. The soundtrack, the ABBA, mm. everything. And that actress who's with her, who's her best friend in Tony and Mira's Wedding, who was in um, Six Feet Under. Did you watch Six Feet Under? No. Six Feet Under, you, you should watch. It's so good. So good. But what makes The Staircase so good? Because it doesn't it have Their that... performances, their acting. I've never watched something so aware of how good the acting is. Yeah. All of the daughters... They're all brilliant. Then, obviously, Tony Collette and Colin Firth are amazing. And Colin Firth's impersonation of Michael Peterson. Is that his name? I don't know. Um, <laughs> did you see the Circus documentary? Yeah. Yeah. I started it. I didn't finish it. So now I fully... The, the next episode is on... The last episode is on this Thursday. I fully believe he didn't do it. Really? Whereas when I watched the documentary... I fully believe he did do it. And then when they show the little montage of, oh, it could be owls at the end of the Staircase documentary, I fully believe it was owls. But do you feel like the people that are behind the TV show, who, like, do you think that they're trying to push a certain, um, like, a certain agenda or, like, a certain version of things that happen? Do you think that they believe that he is innocent? Well, yeah, because I don't think this much weight would have gone into a show unless there was some credibility um, and and people genuinely believed he was innocent because they're really going for the innocent thing. And they're being fair as well. They're showing the character to have a lot of secrets and to be a, a little bit strange, but it's really pushing me to believe that he, he didn't do it. The evidence, and there's so much corruption within the police that they don't show in the documentary that led to his conviction. So I, I really do believe it. Is he in prison now? No, I don't think so. I don't, I didn't, I, I don't like to Google things when I'm watching them, but I don't think he is. No, I don't like to Google things when I'm watching them, unless it's something kind of trashy like Dawson's Creek, and I'll just be looking up how many, who out of the cast members dated each other? I like, know. Oh, what's uh, Joshua Jackson? How does Josh, he have Joshua Jackson. Jo- Joshua Jackson. <laughs> Joshua Jackson has a kid. Joshua Jackson has a kid. He is gorgeous. He's the most, and he's married to the most beautiful woman in the world. Really, who? 
Um, I don't know her surname, Jodie. Oh, I don't know. She's a supermodel. She's Jodie Whittaker? No, no. Jodie Whittaker's not a supermodel. <laughs> who's Jodie Whittaker? I don't even know how I know that name. Um, Jodie Whittaker's an actress. Isn't she the one who stopped too? Yeah, not anymore. Now it's somebody else. Anyway. Um, Sorry, not Jodie Whittaker. No, not Jodie Whittaker. James Van Der Beek has six kids. Makes so much sense. Because mm-hmm. he kind of looks like he could be our sibling in a weird way. Kind of. And is he very religious? Props. Doesn't matter. You know, I'm considering becoming very religious. Oh, me too. Definitely would be a fun, fun change up of our of our um, situation. So even though I don't believe in God, yeah, I really like. So we live near a church, and we've been going for a few runs. And the other day, Donnie and Margot wanted to go into the church, and it wasn't open. And I, I didn't think about it again. And then I was on my own a few days later, and it was open with ten. Um. And so I just thought, I haven't been into a church other than for something horrific in however many years. So I let us wander in. And it was beautiful. It was a really modern church, so it was full of wood. <laughs> that sounds nice. So it, was, it wasn't, you know, pews. Yeah. It was just chairs. Yeah. And it had a book. It had, like, books and it had, like, a little reading area for kids. And I, I felt like I was being naughty going to the church. Like, am I allowed to be? I'm not religious. Yeah, I always feel like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not religious. Feel, yeah. But no one told me off. No, because they don't. Religious people are nice. They're nice. They're nice. They, they're very welcoming. Very welcoming. Oh, my God. And sometimes they're hip. Sometimes oh, they're young. This, the, I saw the priest. Is it a priest? Reverend? Oh, I don't know. Vicar? Something. Bishop? Bishop? Might have been a bishop. He was dressed in normal clothes. Yeah, because they're hip now. He was, he was probably in his late 30s, relatively handsome, and very sweet to some school kids, mm-hmm. who again just wanted to wander in. So he probably gets a lot of wanderers. Well, uh, Horatio and I will wander around in Shoreditch and went into that big church, the one that's like near Old Street. You know, mm-hmm. that one that just like, it's kind of beautiful, but also looks a bit dilapidated. I don't know what you're doing, just wandering around. Walked in, just wanted to have a little nosy. And then we had this, this like cool band that yeah. were playing. And we were like, oh, maybe it's, maybe it's not a church. Maybe it's rented out for um, music venues. And then suddenly these two, like quite disarmingly attractive, like a, a man and a woman, but young, like in their 20s, came up to us and they're like, hey guys, hey, are you here for the sermon later? And it was clearly like a hip young people's Christian mm. group. And they were like, hey, where do you live? Where are you from? It was, I, I honestly, I wanted to join. I was like, yeah, I'll mm. join. I'll, I'll join. join. I'm, I'm so I'll so join, guys. You, you got me. You got me. I'm too embarrassed to leave this situation now. And do you know what the best thing about churches is? You can light little candles. You can. Oh, I love lighting little I candles. I lighted a little candle for Ben. And, I, and it was just, it was a really nice moment where I thought, this, this doesn't matter if it's all bullshit. Yeah. I'm doing something just to honour my brother there and it's just nice. And I just lit it and then I, I said to Ten, oh, do you want to light one for Ben too? And we both lit one and then we wandered out and I felt so much better. So I think I'm going to become religious. Yeah. Fake religious, yeah. but religious. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's also nice to have something to dress up for. Mm. Love the idea of having a formal Sunday. Mm. Love the idea of a powder blue outfit on a Sunday. If you were single, if you were single, and say, say, say if me and Alfie split up, I think I'm definitely going to play the I'm religious route and I'm going to go... I'm going to go into some churches and find some hot, hot dads. Because you know that there are going to be some, like, absolutely unorthodox hotties, yeah. right, who are super religious, but they just don't realise how hot they are. Exactly. And then you can just kind of... Big time. Pretend. It, I, it sounds very evil, sorry, but... Um, well, we are. Uh, maybe, uh, also... We I need think, to be saved, that's why. We need I want to be saved. And also, I'm thinking of buying Bible stories... And reading the Bible stories to the kids and just, Bible just enjoying pretending for a bit. God, yeah, pretend it. Like, just put on the role. That's just the actresses in us, isn't it? Exactly. Just wanting to play a different role. And I've got already the long hair You've for it. You've already got the long hair. I've already I've got, got the, the kids pure, for it. The I've, I've got the pure eyes. you got the pure eyes. Exactly. You put on a high blouse. High blouse. Hide these guys. <laughs> They're not welcome in here. Put them away. Um, so I was thinking, yeah. Because yeah, nice. when, whenever we walk around... With all four kids, me and Alfie, we do get a lot of stares. Like, you know, oh, they're obviously they are obviously married young, and they're obviously religious, and yeah. that's why they have so many kids. And and to be honest, there are a few very religious people in at the school. Yeah, and they have they take they took a big liking to me. Oh yeah, big time. They're like, oh, she's one of us. Mm. They invited me some services. Really? Yeah. You should go at Christmas. I didn't realize then, but now I realize it's because they thought I was very religious. Mm-hmm. And much nicer than I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's exciting for us. So maybe so that's religion how you get my summer vibe back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You don't need therapy. Just stop Christianity. There we go. <laughs> I'm really considering it. Really good for you. That shows you're in a good place. Shows you're in a good I place. just feel like I need something. 
I need something just to show you. If you me. don't have Love Island, then I think that you should definitely the start religion. The staircase is almost finished. <laughs> Love exactly. Island, I'm not going to get into. Um, no, reading is helping because I... It does make me fall asleep very quickly, so I sleep better. Mm-hmm. I can probably read. I feel like I've achieved something massive if I read for more than five minutes every night. Absolutely. Oh, my God. It's such an easy win. It's such an easy win. Second I pull out a book, second I even touch the inner page, I'm like, wow, my God. That's so Didn't good. realise that I was an academic. <laughs> <laughs> so I try and read in the day when I'm breastfeeding, but it's quite hard with one hand. And everyone says you should get into Audible. Everyone says you should get into audiobooks. I'm sorry... I don't think that's appropriate. Jesse, don't slack off audiobooks. I did not audio. No, I know. I know. So have I. But I still feel like they're for an occasion, not for when you're sitting breastfeeding. Yeah, but you I feel like... You should be interacting with your kid. Yeah, but then people like the fact that you can listen to an audiobook and still have your hands free. You can have your hands free and you're washing up. People said that. But I'm never doing something without, when there aren't kids there. So I feel like it's not, it's not appropriate for me to be listening and being, um, you know, enjoying something when I should be looking after my kids. Well, maybe, yeah, it, it, maybe it also presents, uh, poses a threat if you can't hear them, if they're in need or something like that. Um, but what do you think that you're going to do to um, solve your clothing issue? You're going to keep some fun, nice vintage T-shirts. Well, when Alfie was away, I hid all his clothes in the closet and I just wore the same thing mainly on a rotation every day. And I was, it just took that choice out of the equation and the day was a bit simpler to start. So I think I'm going to do that again. um, Go to uniform. Go to a uniform of my favourite things and just wear them. And also with breastfeeding, it's so hard to dress because you have to be able to get your boob out constantly that has the right thing, the right bra, all of this stuff. So for for the next six months, I'm going to be doing breastfeeding. So I'm just going to wear the same thing. Yeah, get something that has like a, you can just whip them out. Exactly, because even this T-shirt right now, I've got a top underneath, because I obviously then don't want my stomach. You've got to really think about this. Yeah. You've got to really think about all this stuff. But then what are you wearing on the bottom half? Always leggings? Always the black leggings. Well, then you should probably treat yourself to a nice new pair of leggings if you're going to just be wearing leggings. Well, I've got got relatively new leggings. Yeah, I I find it quite, I find it, I I immediately get uptight when anyone says I should get new leggings, because I just have such an emotional attachment to my leggings. You always seem to find we- leggings with like a really nice thick waistband. I'm always struggling to find like good high-waisted leggings. Well, they're just from ASOS. Maybe I should get some. Yeah, but it's hit and miss because it's just chance that I buy them and they're nice because I got maybe 15 pairs of leggings and maybe three of them are actually good. The rest of them now are unwearable, but I can't throw them away. Mm. So that's my, that's my, my big, big mission today is to finally throw away two pairs of leggings that I've had for 15 years. I think that if you haven't taken something out of the drawer in the last six months, you, are, you won't miss it. You might think that you're going to miss it, but if it's actively not something that you're reaching for, yeah. then just get rid and you won't remember it in a week. Whenever you've worn something that I thought I'd thrown away and then you wear it, yeah. and there's that moment of like, oh, I'm glad you didn't throw that away, but then I don't want to wear it. No, It's just nice to see it again, like seeing someone that you haven't seen in five years, but... But that's not enough. Mm -hmm. Well, I got rid of loads of huge big bags of clothes that were mostly clothes that we used to like wear in the old flat white videos. Things that all had like slight sentimental value Mm. because it was really fun putting them out again and being like, oh my God, wow, that's so 2006 or something like that. But none of it was worth keeping. It's all just fabric. It's all just things. And whenever you see these ads like Vinted and... Yeah, well, I tried to sell it on Vinted and Jesus Christ, that did not work out well. Because then you've got to fold it and pack it and send it. You've got to do all the photos. You have to do a description. People start asking questions. Everyone's trying to haggle me down. I already put it for £10. You think that you can get it for seven, you cheeky bitch. Well, I made a mistake of somebody commented on Instagram that, oh, you would like this baby outfit. And it was like a a little tennis set. And because obviously his name is Becca and people think that I named him after Boris Becca, which I didn't. But it's, you know, and they know that I like tennis and I used to like tennis. Anyway, um, so I thought, oh, that is sweet. How much is it? Oh, it's six pounds. Oh, that's six pounds. Oh. So I messaged being like, oh, because it it was one of these Instagrams where if you comment underneath, you can, whoever comments underneath. Oh, like a giveaway type thing. Yeah, no, you have to then message your details and your address. And I I just don't trust Instagram enough to, 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 to do that. You know, it's not, it's not, it's not that kind of thing for me so I always did something that way once and when it arrived I was like it's not the same mm. so no I think it's 
it will be helpful for me given that I feel this weight at the moment of stuff and the accumulation of board games and shoes and, and toys toys and just feel like we running out of space and we can't afford to move so if we're going to stay here let's make it livable let's do a feng shui you should do a Marie Kondo Marie Kondo and I, I think also it's a reaction to our mum who has kept everything and I am so glad she did because it's our identity and I love that she's kept everything and that's her choice but I don't want to do that partly because I it's I know she'll keep it yeah if I keep it she's gonna keep it you kind of have to not tell her if I had told her that I was getting rid of all of these clothes she would have found a million reasons to say don't but it's not like it makes all of our lives easier and more efficient if we aren't like cluttered by exactly. this stuff you have to it's like it's like emotional baggage it's it's, it's it makes you feel a lot lighter mm. when you've um, realized oh this thing that I thought was going to be this difficult um like process of getting rid of something it hasn't actually made me feel that bad it does make you feel lighter because you realize how strong you are Definitely. you don't need material things no but I there's I think I'm gonna have rules about it so I'm definitely gonna be brutal with the clothes because we need the space I'm going to be brutal with things like sheets. I have way too many sheets and they take up so much space. And obviously I change the sheets way, like almost every other day. But why? Because of vomit and we and, you know, everything. Not mine, obviously. (laughs) Control yourself. (laughs) The kids, like you have to change the sheets so much. Um, But with books, not books, reading books. Reading books I'm happy to get rid of. I don't ever need to see a book I've read if I like a book, I know I like it. I don't ever need to have it. I'm not, I don't reread things. You don't need it like proudly displayed nope, on your shelf. Don't give a shit. Read it, get rid. That's my motto with books. Um, but with drawings, sketchbooks, diaries, their drawings, uh, I'm happy to hoard forever. And I've got it down. Like, I mean, all of these boxes down here are their drawings. And I know that it looks chaotic. But when I'm richer and I can have like nice boxes... I'm going to buy nice boxes for them. I think that's lovely. So I'm, 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 not, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to accept that that will take up space the rest of my life. But I read this amazing, or I saw a documentary with um, Maria Frostrup. Mariella. 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 I think it was Mariella. Maybe, no, it was Annika Rice. Oh. <laughs> I get them confused. And she was saying she kept every single drawing that her kids did and she archived them really cleverly with the dates and um, put them all in files and they don't take up that much space in her her attic and I'm going to do that. Well, I feel like that's like, it's much more significant than just like a top that you've Mm. wore three times as well. Mm -hmm. So I think it makes much more sense to, drawings don't take up that much space. If you archive them really, really well, you get them all put in like a sort of scrapbook as well. Yeah, well I do mostly. I'm getting better You're at so it. You're so good with that kind of thing. I'm getting better at it. I just can't, like, there's a drawing down there Donnie did of a ballerina. And he, he's, he's lost interest in drawing lately because he's too interested in kind of making paper planes or, you know, Beyblades or whatever. Um, but the idea of throwing that away, I, it's just such a beautiful emblem of that age. He was six when he did that. And the fact that he sat down to draw a ballerina, just that will bring me so much joy when I'm 80 looking at I don't want to ever get rid of that. So You created the thing that created that thing. Mm. And I just think that's so cool. Yeah. But even the way that he's now showing me things that he's learnt from school, like on my computer. Mm. <laughs> he came over and he just... First thing he wanted to do was show me that he knew how to make... Like used text and font colours and then just oh. typed up his favourite list of animals. I know. And he... It was, it was so sincere, it literally threw me for a loop. I, I thought that he was joking. I think I'm just, like, so used to being cynical that I was like, are you fucking with me? I know, I know. <laughs> the sincerity. And he, the, the pureness. His energy to ask the same question yeah. about what's your favourite land animal? What's your favourite land animal? What's your favourite sea animal? What's Give your me your top three animal? land animals. Guess my three worst land animals, mummy. Why do you think I like... Peregrine falcons, the best album. Peregrine falcons, <laughs> yeah. And then I said the other day, when it was a, it was a question of like my, name my top three land animals, and I I guessed dolphin. He was like, "Mummy, when would I ever say dolphin? When would I ever say that?" That's it's just, so it, sweet. He, it's just, and I feel so bad because with Becca, 
and 10, the focus is so much on them. I mean, the focus is all on 10. He is the energy. Yeah. I mean... He's the pacemaker in this house. He just controls he everything. Keeps, he keeps things going. He's, he's, he's the captain of this ship. Oh, my God. He missed his nap yesterday, so he didn't have a nap all day. It got to 6 p.m., and he was... It's just... I want to film him every single minute of the day because he's... The, the variety in his moods, the speed he can go from one to another... He runs everywhere. I know. Oh, my God. He's just... He's such a little ball of energy. I absolutely love 10. He, so much. And so Donnie kind of has lost a little bit of the focus with the new babies. And he's completely fine with it. He's so chilled out. Maybe it's because he's a Libra. Just so fine. Yeah, Libras are cool. Libra, but 10's a Libra too. 10's a Libra too, but 10's a... Ten, <coughs> ten, 10 should have been a Scorpio. Yeah. Feels like early. it. Feels like it. I think 10's more of a Scorpio. Yeah. This is an Aries, though. This is Aries. Yeah, he's the same birthday as Horatio. Oh, this is amazing. Yeah, that's so weird. Yeah. Aries are great. Yeah. They're fucking annoying, but they're great. Anyway, so I do feel like Donnie, um, I'm letting him be and let him just be a little, I keep, I, I, it's really mean, but I've said it's not mean at all, but we kind of have this nickname of Dozy Donnie because you can ask him the, a question, you have to say it like four times before oh, yeah, he answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's such a little boy thing to do because I just, he's up in his own universe where he's like swimming with sky dragons and <laughs> just, his jokes, his jokes that he comes out with too, like, mummy, what's, what, what, why was the adult daydreaming? Because it was night. <laughs> Something like that. I just, It's so just, nonsensical. I love it. He's so relaxed. He's such a chilled out little dude. And Donnie is such a chilled out name. He's going to be the most cowabunga boy I've met in my whole life. I can't wait for him to be, because I'm 17 years older than him. I can't wait for him to be 17 and for me to be like 35 or something like that. He's um, also decided decided to not cut his hair. So he's only wearing one clip on either side of his fringe. Yeah, which looks so good. Which looks beautiful. And he doesn't realise it's incredibly girly. Yeah. And he looks like a beautiful little girl. And... I just love that this he's not even thinking about that no. and I he, and I'm so relieved that I have kids living now yeah than I did when we were growing up because totally. there's no judgment there there's no no one has mentioned the fact that he's wearing his clips like that no one's mentioned that he's got long hair some people do but mostly it's positivity about long hair it's just so much a nicer time to grow up obviously there's huge pitfalls that in, Instagram social media all of that stuff but Whenever they do watch anything on social media, like our mum shows them TikToks that are funny and like, or about the planet and stuff like that, they're learning a lot too. So I don't think it's all bad. I took them to a little ox exhibition the other day and um, they were, they were, I feel like what's so good and maybe about um, kids these days is that parents um, just feel like there's a lot more social responsibility to like educate kids with things that um, are like appropriate and not appropriate. And, um, to not be judgmental of like what other kids might look like or yeah. what their, you know, what their religion is or, you know, if they're a boy or a girl, they just seem to like, I don't know, we're not teaching kids the shit because you don't, you're not born into the world with that kind of like prejudice. And it's so clear, hopefully that, you know, if you're a good parent, you teach your kids to be really, really open-minded. Yeah. And so all of the kids are just like so lovely and like open-minded yeah. at school. It's so nice. Donnie's the sweetest little boy in the whole world. Mm. Yeah. You really give birth to an angel. I know. I know. It kind of breaks my heart daily, though, because it's fleeting. This time, you know, he's going to be eight this year, and then he's going to be nine. It's just, it just seems to be passing so quickly, like all the cliches you hear about parenting. Um, Slipping through my fingers yeah. all the time. Yeah. So I'm just a bit... But, like, how do you... You know, you have a baby as well. You have, like, a newborn baby. So you have, like, every different stage of, of motherhood that you've ever experienced is all happening at once for you right now. Like, how do you balance up between being a baby mum and a, and a little boy mum? And how do you try and enjoy both of those separate things? Well, I'm trying really hard to do that. I'm not very good at it. But so yesterday when I was... We went to my mum's to do some work and I, I took... I made sure that Donnie came with me on his own to get a coffee... And then I said to Margaret, oh, you're, we can do something on, on your own later. So I try and have tiny bits of time with them each day that is just for them. And that's when he asks all the land animal questions and he gets them all out of his system. And then it means that I don't feel so guilty later on in the day when he's asking me the same question. And I'm like, Donnie, I can't answer that question right now yeah. because I've answered it earlier kind of thing. So I try and just have, and then I make sure that the time where I put 10 for his nap 
is sacred each day. So I'm he's I'm not speeding his development up. I'm still treating him as a baby. Yeah. And then I also try and whenever I'm alone with Becca, I'm I'm really enjoying, you know. Yeah, you're so the, sweet and tender with him. That that baby side because I might not have another baby and mm. trying to really appreciate that. And then Margot, I think because she's the only girl, it's really I'm just trying to just suck up everything about that having a girl who's five and then you know so she started I've started letting her write in her diary before she goes to sleep and so yesterday night I just watched her write in it as I was sitting there and it was just I don't know I'm really enjoying the similarities between me and her and the fact that she's only writing her diary because she sees me writing her diary and stuff like that and just trying to suck up every bit of time with them as I can but yeah, it's it's really not easy, and I do feel slightly, uh, completely exhausted and depleted. Whilst also, every day have these just huge surges of joy and happiness. So, it's just an incredibly intense period of time. Yeah. But it won't be that for that long. No. And that's what people don't for, they forget when you're in the the early bit of motherhood. You only think about how hard it's going to be and how you're not going to sleep. And actually, the not sleeping thing is the easiest bit. It's the it's the the constant highs and lows and of the of the day and the routine and miss like missing Ten's nap yesterday sounds so innocuous but it was huge it was it was monumental the 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 the, the after effects of 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 the no nap were just massive it just affected the entire night affected and that's affected today and so if you don't keep a routine you're fucked but in that way, then, it kind of feels like every day has the power to be so dramatic. Like, there are so many highs and lows that come with having so many kids because you're, like, caring for so many lives all at once. So in that way, like, emotionally, you must be experiencing, like, every emotion that you can under the sun right now. And does that make you feel like, rather than this being, because it's a difficult period of time, a period of time that you want to speed up through? Or does it feel like this is life? This is the life that you're going to look back on and remember. Yeah. Um, do you ever I feel just, like that? Well, I, 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 I'm really trying to remember that this is my life right now and I need to appreciate every single bit of it. And I, and I But this really... has always been your life as well. Like, there's no kind of past or future and present. Like, you're always in the present, you know? What? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the way you see that? I'm doing, I don't understand what you just said, but that sounds great. I think it's just like, it's so easy to get caught up um, being anxious about the future or being like regretful about the past. But actually those two things, those two states don't exist. You've always been in every present moment that you're in. You're entirely in the present right now. And so it's like, you should really soak up the day that you're in, you yes. know, because the future isn't going to come to you. You're going to arrive at it. Be here now. Be here now. That's the necklace I got at Christmas and I lost the chain. But I've still got the be here now bit. Oh, yeah. Well, then you just attach to a new necklace. Be here now. Be Sorry, here now, I'm baby. getting a bit spiritual. No, I'm I doing like a lot it. of meditation and stuff. I'm worried that YouTube commenters are going to are gonna say, Jessie hasn't asked Bibi a single question. No, no. Should, should, I'll, I'll ask myself a question. Is 45 minutes um, too long to do a meditation session? <laughs> without you do feeling? 45 minutes? No, no, no. But I basically, I found this website, I was sent this website, um, and I like doing these things called like three minute, um, you know, breathing space or something like that. Really, really easy to incorporate in. But there are some of them on the website that are called 40, they're called body scans. And it's basically just like a long mindfulness session. But as I started one yesterday and I looked down and I was like, oh my God, it's 45 minutes. And in my head, I was like, can I justify doing a 45 minute <laughs> meditation? I, I... I'm so impressed that you did that. I didn't, I didn't do the whole thing. Oh, right. I did about 10 minutes of it. Oh, so you didn't do 45 minutes? No, but in my head I was like, I would love to be the kind of person that's just taking 45 minutes a day to do a meditation. You should do it. But I, 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 I felt too thing, silly. I felt too silly. Like, that's I one thing in The Staircase. There's one daughter character who seems to, who's a really great actress, but, she, but her character is very much on a, on a journey of self-discovery and very into therapy and um, kind of, diagnosing herself constantly with different things and I did think there must be some people out there who are addicted to that self-discovery definitely and distract and, and use it as a form of distraction to to plow forward mm. um and I I'm glad in a way that I I don't really do that much introspection I would try not to anyway 
Like I, I don't need to know the reasons why I'm behaving a certain way. Sometimes when I don't understand why I feel a way, which is, it's very rare. Usually I can completely know I feel this way because of this. Um, but I find it, I find it really nice to understand yourself a little bit yeah. more. Because it just me- means it's a lot easier to have a good relationship with yourself. If you don't understand yourself, if you're like, God, why am I always getting into these patterns or whatever? It can be quite easy to feel like a stranger from yourself. But once you start to unpack things a little bit more, yeah, it, it does make it a lot easier to like yourself. And liking yourself is like the key to being balanced and happy, isn't it? Definitely. So um, We have to wrap up now because I have to go and get 10. And we have to start our summer, our fun summer. We do have to start our fun, fun God, This is, is going to be a big edit for you, BB. This It'll be good. fine. It's going to be, this is, a, this is an experiment. We didn't even get to talk about your wax. Oh, we'll talk about my wax in the next episode. It's quite hard. I think next podcast, I'm not going to breastfeed. That's mm. my, because I'm I'm roasting. Yeah. I'm so hot. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I shouldn't have worn a mesh top either. So, what yeah. are we talking about? It's June. Well, um... And a tight jean. Oh, my God. I'm not going to... I might throw... My genuinely feels like it's in a straight jacket right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Thank a you for watching. Well, Thank you like, for just, listening. You're a chunky yeah. pad. Yeah, 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 because I'm on a period. Okay, great. I need to throw. I, if you got, if you need any pads, I don't think I'm going to get a period for a long time. So I'd yeah. love some. I'd love some. I love those giant pillowy cushiony. Oh, ones. I got them. Got loads of them. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like I know I shouldn't like them. I know it's kind of grim, but Why? I like it. Oh, it's like wearing a nappy. I love it because it's like all of the cool girls at school were always like, "Oh my god, pads are so disgusting." I only use tampons, but then I felt like so lame and childlike because I love, I love, I love wearing pads. Apart from when they get all grippy and uncomfortable. Okay. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. <laughs>